it is so good to be with uh, all your dear brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And uh, I just uh, really uh, rejoice and revel in uh, this occasion and the opportunity that we have to be together. And of course, as most of you know, the uh, uh, the big thing in our country today is is our Independence Day, and and I know that doesn't apply to many uh, around the, the the world because you uh, have uh, differing dates uh, that you celebrate your country and so forth. But I think I'm go- I'm going to take the occasion to uh, somewhat draw us together uh, on this the concept of uh, a nation or blessed is the nation. Uh, that has the Lord as their God. And you know the verse that I'm referencing. So turn to Psalm 33, and uh, we'll look at uh, some verses uh, this this afternoon. And um, I'm actually going to read down to the, that text, and we're going to kind of take apart that first phrase of verse 12. Uh, but we'll begin Psalm 33 and verse 10. And it says, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. And this verse has really been on my mind as this particular day for us in the United States has approached. And I shared it Sunday night with our folks at our church. And I wanted to just share some thoughts about it with you. Again, knowing that that we have people here who, uh, again, you, you're not celebrating this this day, but I think there are some important principles here that draw all of us or should uh, together. Uh, and, and so let's take it apart, looking at some words here. And it begins with the word blessed or blessed, which simply means happy or joyful. And my thought was that, you know, contrary to what some people think, and maybe even believers sometimes, is that God wants people to be happy and joyful. Uh, this runs contrary to many perspectives that some have on God himself. Some view him uh, as angry uh, or, or perpetually angry or, or a violent God, or he, he's, a, he's an ogre who simply wants to make people miserable. And, you know, if you really read the word of God carefully, and even in the Old Testament, uh, that some people highly criticize God as being a violent, bloody God, and so forth and so on. I think you'll see the exact opposite. You will see a God of love and grace and mercy and long-suffering, loving towards his people. He is that good, gracious, loving shepherd and bishop of our souls who cares for his sheep. But he cares for all individuals, of course, as well. He wants people to be happy. And notice Another word here, he says, uh, he uses the word nation. Now, of course, we know that uh, this was written to Israel, but this word in the Hebrew is very interesting because it can actually be used of all nations. So hermeneutically or interpretively here, 
we're not talking about something that doesn't apply to us. Uh, it does apply, and it applies to all of us. And that's why, again, today I'm saying that we may be celebrating independence, but this particular principle that we have here, it applies to all nations, no matter where you're living. Uh, happy is the nation, people all over the world, who does what? It, in other words, there is he's saying, and he's going to reveal here, that um, there is a means by which people of any nation can be continually joyful. Now, again, that runs kind of contrary in our day, doesn't it? Um, I think most people think, well, it, it, the way things are going, is it possible? Is it possible to be joyful and happy in our day in any country around the world? And I think the answer to that, and based upon what I read here in Psalm 33, the answer is an absolute yes. Of course, we can, but there's a means by which we do that, and and of course. The the um, the next word here is who's God. So he starts out generally because we know that word is the word Elohim, and Elohim is is, is often a general word used for for God. But um, this happiness is completely dependent upon what individuals, uh, uh, what or whom they worship, and I think that's very interesting that 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 it all rises and falls on that. You know, I think if, if, if we were to list or come up with maybe three um, gods, little g gods, that most people in the world worship would be probably, we, would narrow, we could narrow it down to self, money, and power. Those are the three things that we worship. Um, and sometimes even believers can um get involved in that if we're not very careful if we're not walking with the lord as we should and so what we worship we obviously are going to treasure that's going to be valuable to us and the lord himself stated in matthew 6:21 you know the verse it says for where your treasure is there your heart will be also and I, I think, again, we, we have to look at the world and say, well, the, the difficulty, is, is, you know, we, we look at these, these uh, issues as maybe being complex, and some of them may be, but I don't think they're as complex as we think. I think it could be boiled down to the fact that, that the majority of the world, their heart isn't with God. Their heart isn't, uh, God himself is not their treasure. Religion in general is not what they're interested in, and so their treasure, that which they worship, is in other things, money that they might love, and of course we know that the love of that is the root of all evil. Self is the um, the biggest problem that all of us have, and of course power is another one. We see that around the world today as well, but he says there you need to worship god and what you worship is important but now he goes very specifically he's drawing it down very specifically and he says whose god is the lord now the word for lord is the word jehovah which of course is a form of yahweh and that's very specific uh it means the eternal self-existent one it's not just being religious it's not just any god he's saying look 
you want to be happy as a nation and as a people, what you worship is important and it has to be specific. It has to be the God who is self-existent, the God of Israel, the God of all glory, the God who is the creator of all things. It can't just be a God. It has to be the one eternal self-existing true God in order to be truly happy. That's a no, and of course, we admittedly understand that this is a very exclusive statement in a self-proclaimed inclusive world. It's not a very popular principle or message, is it? But you and I know from the scripture that it's true. And those who want to be eternally happy and joyful need to believe in Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And so, again, we we know that people can be happy and experience moments of happiness, but true, long-lasting joy, which can weather any of the storms of life and, of course, provides eternal life, is only going to be found in Yahweh and through the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, Jesus proclaimed, again, this exclusivity in John chapter 14, verse 6 where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And if we take those three elements in that verse of Christ's exclusive claim, it's something that every person in every nation desires and wants. And what is that? Well, he talks about the way. That's right direction. Everybody wants to go in the right direction, or we most people do. Uh, we want to be pointed in the right direction. We want to know how to go in life and the way to go. Then he says, I am the truth. What's that? Well, that's right doctrine. We, we want to believe the right thing. People are in search of the right thing to believe. People desire that. And then he says the life. That's right demonstration. We want someone as an example to follow. And Christ says, I'm all three. And all three of those things, if people will believe in me, trust in me, and follow me exclusively, here is a nation, a group of people that are going to be blessed, they're going to be happy, and they're going to rejoice. Does that mean in every situation, in every moment of life? No, because hard things come because of sin and because of life that comes upon us. But yet, for the believer, who does believe in this way, the truth, and the life, even through the toughest times, he will have a peace and a joy that passes all human explanation. And that is such a wonderful gift. And so I would challenge you with this as we end today, that if we as God's children are not often joyful, if we are continually looking at current events and basing our joy on what does or does not happen culturally or socially. Perhaps we're focusing on the wrong things. And perhaps we need to we need to draw our focus not on the, the events so much as we are to focus on a person. And remember all of all of us as God's children, us as brothers and sisters in Christ, let us remember Paul's admonition. And on this day of liberty or whenever you celebrate it, in your country. Let's remember something, and that is let us stand fast 
in the liberty wherewith Christ, Christ, and Christ alone has made us free. May God bless you.